Well, who's going to intro this shit? Let's go fuck around on a boat and call it Boachella. How about that experience, gentlemen? Shit was awesome, man. Absolute pleasure. June 29th. I, I actually, the day before or the day of, I texted Mark and said, I think this might be the best day of our lives. And I think it lived up. I think we were pretty damn close. It was awesome. I was so rewarded from the from everyone's smiles. I mean, from the pictures that we were able to look through the other day. Holy smokes. Such a wide variety of people. Yeah. We should back up just a tad. Yeah, um, let's give them some context. Yeah, so today is... Are we releasing this on 4th of July? Or the or tomorrow. Uh, what do you think? Let's just release it on 4th of July. Okay. Doesn't matter. So happy 4th. Happy 4th. I mean, dude, who cares? Freedom doesn't take a day off. And everybody knows that. And more people need to know that. So whether we released it on the 3rd or the 4th, happy 4th to everyone involved. Uh, this is a special back-end show. We got Mark... Steve and of course Andrew and myself here in the studio today unpacking Bocella. What an experience! We purposely recorded this after Bocella just so we could do this and talk, just like we all do after a crazy night out. So here we are unpacking Bocella on back end show number nineteen on the fourth of July. Welcome everybody. I say we start back at uh, when us us four and, and then Scotty B and Gabe Malinsky went to Ben's. And that was, was that the end of May or beginning of June? The en- end of May. It was second second week of yeah. May. End of May. Second or third week of May. Right before Memorial Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in the, yeah. And we went to our, our school's cafeteria. <laughs> where That's closing old, down next year. That's closing down. <laughs> we, we thought it was closing down that uh, That day. That day. I think it was like the last day we came in guns a blaze and thinking it was all sorts of uh, closing. And they're like, oh, we got... No, we're good. We got another year. Until next spring. Yeah. Are we going to do a petition, you think? To keep bins alive? Yeah. No. I'll sign it. <laughs> You'll yeah. sign it? Okay. I'll start it. Yeah. Okay. Right on. But yeah, we were sitting there. What did we even have prepared? I think we had like the the boat information and like the beverages and stuff. And it sounded like, I don't know. We just had, we were throwing out tons of ideas that, that day. It was It was pretty wild. Because I remember how I had texted. We were trying to figure out, like, okay, we're out, if we're going to do this, we like we obviously need to get it sponsored and everything. And, like, we're going through all our sponsors. We're like, all right, obviously Skyline Specs. We're like, okay, Gabe Malinsky with Never Peak. Like, he's got a sweet St. Thomas audience. He could pull some people. And he's a great guy. And then we, we were like, Steve is showing interest. We might as well we might as well ask Steve if he's interested, you know. And you were uh, – you're you're probably my favorite investor if we're gonna be uh transparent about this yeah and my this is off your headphones are off (laughs) (laughs) it's andrews (laughs) we're we're back we got comms comms are up comms are up we're waiting on you andy why okay (laughs) are you taking off your headphones no i Okay. You don't have do you okay. Sounds good. But anyways, keep going, Steve. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean when you guys when you guys mentioned to me that you were gonna th- be throwing another party, yeah. I was like if these guys didn't have a podcast, they would be event planners. I don't wanna be that. <laughs> I don't wanna be You would planner. be social influencers via event p- planning for sure. So the reason I got on board of of course Obviously, you guys are loved, my most beloved friends. 
guys are throwing another party. It's like, this is a celebration. I'm in. There's no, no hesitation. I was in hundred percent. I, and I appreciate that. And to backtrack on you deck, um, you've thrown every party that we've had like the best time at. So to say that you don't want to be an event planner is kind of backwards because get dating back to sophomore year of college, even you, freshman year. Yeah. We well, oh, yeah, Kevin Palooza. Palooza. <laughs> yeah, dude, you are the event planner. That's like what you do. I know it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like the title. Just what we were talking about the other day. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's yeah. Every single, every single year of my life since freshman year of college, we've, I've at least thrown one party. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and how many failures? Um, I don't off the top of my head. No. None. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you want to call, if you want to call Christmas Bash two, where we had a twenty foot flame in the back of our house, success. And the success. And the, we made three hundred fifty dollars in an hour. <laughs> so that was sick. But anyways, good point. Yeah. Yeah. We, I do. We do throw parties. And even back to your point, making the money doesn't define the success. Correct. The twenty foot fire absolutely defines the success. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and but I mean, if we're gonna correlate it right to Bocella, I mean, bags are out, boys. We made fifty fucking dollars. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. That is a positive. That was the biggest. Like, that was one of my favorite parts about the whole thing was that the fact that it costs six thousand dollars to throw that bow party for, for the most part, and we made six thousand, or we the whole thing ended up to be six thousand and fifty is what we ended up with. So I'm proud of it. Shout out to the security deposit from the boat company <laughs> yeah, too. To, so you to just top it off with the 50. I was, I woke up and I called Mark and I was like, I called all you guys and you, everyone was sleeping. And then Mark was the first one to call me back. And I'm like, dude, we, uh, we only we, lost 250. We only lost 250. And I think you win. said it's for the birds. That's a win. Yeah. And I go, amen to that. It's for the birds. And, uh, then, uh, you woke up and I told you, Hey dude, we lost 250. Put in all the, uh, the profit losses. That's a win. And you go, dude, I think we get 300 bucks back from the, from the boat company. This is a damage deposit. And let's also, let's also remember that we were, this was a historic low 24 hours before we were like, how, how far? I don't want to go into like that, that whole thing of like how much we were down and stuff that just kind of stresses me out. We were down $1,500. That's crazy. But, like, that's just the life of every party we've thrown in Back Pocket Corp. Every time. It's been stressful as shit. That's why, like, when Steve said it, I was just like, oh, God. Like, I don't want to be known as, like, the event planner and, like, that's what I do. But, I mean, you kind of just roll up the punches and go. It was, And it's, all, it's always a thrill. It's always a thrill to go from so far down to, like, either making a little bit or not at all. Regardless, I don't even really care, to be honest. I don't. I just think it's fun as hell to bring everybody around, have the smiles, get that, just get the feeling of knowing you're doing something bigger than yourself. That's why I actually care about doing these kind of things because I get to take a step back and look around and we're in the solitude of the Mississippi River. I have my favorite band playing to my favorite friends and we're all the sweatiest we could possibly be just dancing our asses off. That is the time of my life. Time of my life, and you guys did a did it right with the pregame sesh. You got everyone amped for yeah. the boat, which I hadn't even like put into thought of like that how like awesome that was for just creating like a like a camaraderie of two separate groups that were kind of like the majority of the party, kind of all already getting to know each other, and then rolling in in Ubers, just kind of like scattered. Like I think you came in 
maybe like 10 minutes before mo- like all the- anyone that was at that pregame came in like a hodgepodge <laughs> of layers it was so funny <laughs> yeah i mean the the best i mean obviously the best part is the Kairos. I, 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 the MVP mark for recruiting. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable job. MVP. Unbelievable. The the Kairos showed up. They showed out. They way beyond expectations. Lebinsky. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm so happy I saw him in the state that he was. Tyler with the, with the life jacket. That was great. Uh, overall, I mean, yeah, going back to the moment when we. 24 hours beforehand and i knew there was a deflation that went on and i just you we go back to our roots and there's never a moment that we should ever feel defeated until that freaking clock strikes strikes zero so i got fired up i knew i knew it would help fire you guys up i knew that it was gonna turn out fine i didn't know how i didn't know if it was plus 50 plus one minus one minus 250 it was going to be a win because we knew who was going we knew all of our close friends were going to be there we knew yamaha house well the secret band was going to be there we knew we were on a boat we knew we that we were uh you know drinking sodas <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> so we i knew it was just going to be a blast an absolute the day of the summer something that we will not forget for ever until boatella 2 next year june 20th 2020 june, but, june 20th yeah confirmed. june 20 yeah we gotta at least put a date on it i mean my god um anything with 2020 next year is yeah. gonna be fun yeah we can put 2020 on anything it's yeah. gonna be sounding awesome all those things that we knew like that's another thing that declan and i were going through a few hours before the event where we were trying to like be ready for fires ready to put out um something bad happening we had to plan for the worst and for the most part declan and i the main thing that we kept coming back to was the atmosphere like all of the controllables were in place. Like we it didn't, the profit and loss wasn't in any of our expectations of the outcome of the party. It was more so just everyone having the best time they possibly could. And Declan and I sat in the car on the way there and just like tried to just pop the balloon of all the bad things that could happen. And the majority of them kept being the atmosphere of people thinking it's a dud. And like, are people going to dress up to this Coachella theme? Like, we got so many texts of people like panicking about what they're wearing, like to just throw on a romp or wear some flowers. We we panicked. Yeah. I was at I was at Ragstock the day before buying my outfit, asking myself like I don't even know what Coachella theme is. I don't I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna put on the loudest thing I could possibly find in this in this place. It worked out, but and it, everybody showed up and it worked out. Everyone just had to do a little extra research. It turned out everyone showed out, and the attire was blew my mind away me working the front door and just like watching everyone come through got me fired up um the other things that were like we were worried about were like people are people gonna vibe out to yam house and we're like no that's just irrelevant to go through our heads yam house always delivers uh the drink deals that thing had me worried because we had first drink on us hopefully people were coming in buzzing so they didn't have to like worry about spending too much but i go up to the uh i go up to the um the, the captain and the, the head liaison of the boat shake their hands introduce myself seemed to like me so i was like all right i like the crew i like the, the captain and i go up to the bartenders and i just kind of speak with them and I, I gave them the old uh doesn't come from me but let's make sure everyone has a great time and i think they did their job i think they did their job they did mm-hmm. yeah we cannot confirm nor deny what that means because we, we we have contracts 
Yeah, and we didn't really do a survey. We yeah. didn't ask how drunk everyone was or how thick those drinks were. You know, I, it's just not a lot of data there. You know, not, not a lot of data. Not a lot of empirical numbers we can put to no. that. So, yeah. nonetheless, I was but, blo- I was blown away by the amount of alcohol that was poured in my drink. <laughs> Very first drink I got. All right, so there you go. I can also confirm. We can confirm. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I, Mark. I again, I cannot say it enough. Uh, you being part of the the promotion at the head of promotion, I would say was probably one of the funnest parts. So kind of going back in, in, sequen- in sequential order. So we had met at Ben's that night on like a Tuesday night and, you know, kind of hashed out this like, hey, we want to throw a boat party thing. We didn't even have Bocella for the name yet, but we were like, this is what we want to do. Uh, this, that, and the other. We went through a list of options and then met again the next week and we're like, okay, we're doing it. We have the boat. We then... And then that weekend at Annie's cabin, she Annie Vitale was the one not only designing the back pocket logo, but coming up with the name Bocella. So then once we heard that, we ran with it. But my idea this whole time with throwing this party was always, I want to market this thing like Fire Festival. And that was a challenge in itself, but became like the most rewarding part. So instead of doing, for those like who have watched the documentary, Andrew, what we, saying? we almost got... Um pushed into the corner of promoting it like fire festival because we couldn't promote yam house because they were playing at live nation that put a whole big skepticism on the event that made it seem like fire festival but really that wasn't secret bed yeah that wasn't (laughs) our intention uh to that wasn't a part of the fire festival that we wanted it to be we wanted it to be more so just like we were going to give you all this information it it was obvious (laughs) yeah I don't know. Yeah. So that, that, and then like not being able to like throw in the drink deals and stuff with the Minnesota liquor license, which is not worth this podcast. But anyways, so having that against us going in with this influencer marketing type scheme, Mark, you're huge, dude. Like all the people that you got us right away with the Kairos, um, having them send us pictures to put Bocella over and then posting it. Like that was huge because not only did we have them, or not only do we have them uh, able to send us stuff like stuff for them to post, but we had now that to use as like promotion for ourselves. Like Andrew and I created a ton of content for this, but we were able that probably cut our content creation in half. I would say the time, for the sure. time, absolutely. It cut the stress level of tickets coming in early, and then we had content for marketing with uh, this promo thing that we kind of just threw together as a as a late minute. Uh, savvy move that ended up working very well yeah like youtube posting every day on your stuff was fire uh like that that helps us in itself and and everyone knows like we're the best friends so like from that perspective eh, you know i'm I'm talking like testimonial wise like these people are going this is coming from other sources outside of back pocket that always helps because it's not us just throwing it in their face time and time again it comes from mark it comes from steve it comes from annie it comes from the Cairo community. Um, it was that was like that was huge to just keep it in people's faces as much as possible. Yeah, organically. Too. What did you say, Steve? One one time when like we were talking about marketing um, and making a sale with uh, it was like frequency or something. Um, yeah, I mean frequency. Yeah, frequency. One of the most right? impre- yeah, yeah one of the most important things in sales is just frequency frequency just get it in their face you get it in their face you constantly 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 do it i mean i loved how many random people uh, and not random but like people that i i you you know 
and I and I quote do quote unquote kind of deal with that because and they come and ask you like what is this Boatella thing? So many people and I was just like thinking to myself like they were constantly just getting just targeted by your, your marketing, which <laughs> I would always just giggle. I'm just like they probably saw one of those ads <laughs> that Andrew <laughs> that Andrew just fired out of. It. <laughs> They're just like what is Boatella? Yeah, I was retargeting anyone who's um, engaged with our Instagram profile. So that was like a t- like that was like thirteen thousand people. So I couldn't get to all of those people. That would have cost us way too much money. But if you engage with our Instagram profile, you're gonna have a high likelihood of getting the ads. Um, and then anyone that visited the Facebook page, which would ended up being like twenty three thousand. So that was harder to, to get to. But then when you got to anyone that said they were interested, that's just seven hundred people. So if you tagged yourself as interested, you were getting bombarded with my ads. <laughs> and then if you went to the length of saying you're going. That's 90. I can get to you in a dollar. Um, so that was happening very, very frequently. And then our cl- like clicks on the website, when anybody went to the website, that just gave me more proof of like, oh, they're closer to buying. So I'd hit them with more ads. Right. And then if they went to the checkout and didn't finish buying their ticket, which ended up being the best source of uh, ticket supplies, the people that click checkout end up being 500 people and didn't buy a ticket yet. Um, so then I just doubled down on those 500 that got so close, but they had a little bit of hesitation. And I just gave them a little fish bait and made made the sale that way. It was so fun. Just just <laughs> just throwing out lines, throwing out lines. You're, throwing, you're, tro- you're trolling right yeah, there. Oh, you're yeah. just. I think the craziest. I think the the coolest part, like the actual rewarding part, because you know we can talk about targeting and marketing, all this and frequency retargeting, retargeting, and like. What's the actual impact of that, right? We were pretty much asking ourselves that question this whole time. Like, we have 800 people interested in our Facebook event, but, like, we have 60 ticket sales or we have 23,000 people interested and we have the perfect demographic, but, like, where's our results? Where's our results? And you really don't see the results until you get to the boat. And the, the one of the coolest stories was right when we opened gates for people to come on, um, this group of how many people was it, Andrew? Yeah, there was a group of 15 people. Um, that walked up and I asked every single person, how'd you hear about Pochella? And this group was like, I, I saw one of your Facebook ads and I was like, Oh sweet. No way. That's awesome. Uh, what made you want to like purchase the ticket? And we like, looked like a cool event and, uh, actually just sent it to like our friend group chat and we're all like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, I was like, that's awesome. So all 15 of you so, like got, got the ticket purchase cause of the Facebook ad, they're like, yeah, absolutely. And then they went to the length of getting a party bus to, boat cella because they wanted to pregame for it all together i was blown away the fi- 15 people that had no mutual connection to back pocket saw one of our marketing tactics that we put yours. time and effort in yours yeah and and then they went the length of getting a party bus to come to boat cella. that was freaking sweet i got so so excited from that <laughs> that was sick like can you guys explain the story because i even everyone that's asked me what was boat cella, how was boat cella? I immediately tell them the story of the guy from France. From the UK. 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 Yes. You want to tell that one, Doug? Yeah. So um, did you know about him going before he got on the boat ever? Uh, he came on the boat with the cops. Uh, got it. And like, I don't, I really didn't speak to him that much on the boats. It was he, he had good English, right? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. From the UK. Yeah. Um, he really didn't say anything. The cops kind of gave him, his, gave me his story. Um, okay got and it. i was like yeah freddie come on in come get on the boat man yeah and uh you could take it from there yeah so freddie is this guy from the uk he's a retired guy he was touring um 
America and was in Minnesota for two days. He was at a hotel in St. Paul for this Saturday of Bocella and asked the hotel and said, hey, is there any kind of cool thing that I can do um, in the city on this nice day? And they said, oh, you should go on a boat tour of the city. Just go down to Paddleford River Boats on Harriet Island. Uh, they'll show you a good time. And this is just so happened to be the same company we booked our um, Bocella boat for. Uh, he then called Paddleford and they said, he, he was like, hey, I have um, about 30 minutes. Uh, I'll be there in about 30 minutes. Is there like a tour, river boat tour that I could get on? They're like, no, that one just left. But there is this thing called Bocella. Um, if you'd like to come on, it's just a boat with a bunch of people or whatever. He's like a private event. And he said, public, and it was a public event. It's a public event. He's like, sign me up. So he showed up got on the boat. Um, I thought he had talked to you saying like, Hey, I'm from the UK. We told him the, the story. The cops kind of explained that. Okay. So he came Briefly, out with the though, cops. I was like trying to get other people checked in yeah. and they were cops that I hadn't really had a chance to introduce myself to yet. So I was like kind of all flustered. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I'm not going to go through that hesitate, like the hassle of making him pay or something. Yeah. Like, making this whole scene. So I was just like, come on, Freddie, let's have a blast. Yeah. Six year old man. Yeah. So we let the guy, <laughs> so we let the guy on for free, of course. And then I had just kind of noticed him at like meandering around, like perfect. We got another ticket sale. You crushed it, Andrew, like just pitched a guy walking by. <laughs> so that's literally what I thought. Yeah. Um, and then someone, I think it was Duncan doll came up to me and was like, Hey, you need to go talk to this guy. He's from the UK. And then basically unpack this whole story. So I go over there and shake his hand. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And he, we just kind of started talking about like, his life and where he's like what he's doing he talks about how he's retired and then i asked him like if he'd ever been on a boat before like and i kind of explained him like what this all was got him to subscribe to the podcast obviously and uh we took a picture with him and after that like when yam house like that's when the actual party started that man was filming everything that man was documenting everything because just i just like the mindset of a six-year-old man from the uk who's traveling to America, who now is on a boat with a bunch of 25-year-olds doing something that's very, very unique. Like, that's got to just blow him out of the water, right? Yes. That's crazy. And he, uh, what he, he walked he walked off the boat telling the, the cops that he walked on with, that was the best day of my life. Yeah, he said that was, like, the best day of my life. So cool. So cool, right? Did that's you guys so have any interactions with him, or did you see him at all? I just saw him walking around. <clears throat> With his phone out, with the biggest <laughs> smile on his face, yeah, time, recording everything. Exactly. Was, like I didn't, smile. I didn't even think about it until afterwards. You like, I heard that story that, I, you know, I and then I like went back and in my memory, and I was just like, it was that guy, this guy just walking around mm -hmm. cheesing, with his camera recording everything. <laughs> I remember him just like, right when he like came up the stairs and was just like, film right on me, and I'm just like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> Freddie. 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 I believe that's his name. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't, remember. I can't confirm or deny on that one either, yeah. to be honest. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, but it's like those those kind of stories that just fire me up, dude. Like that's the coolest thing ever. I never, you would never expect something like that, to be honest. The strangers that showed up on the boat that like that we didn't know and just kind of absorbed the community right away and were like brought in everyone. That was another cool aspect. Like there was no like walls from right when they walked on the boat. No one was like, eh, "What's going on here?" Like. Is this like, this is, how should I act? Like it was free spirit. Like people were, I, it, it had to do with definitely the pregame. Everyone came in like pretty lit. <laughs> yeah. So there was like, that was, Caleb made that comment to me uh, yesterday of how um, there was no awkward stage of the party. Like people came onto the boat and were just going. 
there was just a going and right. flowing mentality right away. Um, and credit to you, Deck. I put you, we, we put you in the role of a uh, party enhancer on the boat while Andy check-ins goes through his process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what my, I, is there any cooler title? Like, um, Oh, and maybe it, like director of first impressions. Yes. <laughs> director of first impressions. Yeah, that's, okay. that's perfect. So I was direct. Yeah, that was fun. Actually, you were kind of more the first impression. No, that's true. I was more like the house representative or something. Yeah. Something dumb like that. Either way, that was, was fun, man. And uh, to, to Caleb, though, Caleb was a ma- another massive asset to to back pocket. Um, not only from the backside of the marketing end where he's, I mean, you're working with the guy every day and he, you you text me every single day like, hey, Caleb and I have this idea. I'm like, well, are you guys working on like the stuff you're normally supposed to work on? Or are you guys just doing Bochella full time now? That's what it seemed like. But the uh, him bringing squirt guns. Just buying like how many like twenty five thirty squirt the guns mini ones so like the, mini squirt guns it's yes. nuts the crew the the captain goes when I was standing next to him he goes it would have been perfect if you guys had squirt guns I go oh we could do that <laughs> and uh, he's like oh, and just kind of like mumbled through it and I'm like all right so I called Caleb and uh, and just like thinking he'd be at his house um, getting some stuff together ready to come over to the boat and he's was at the dollar store and I'm like. Is there a chance you could just find like those little pestery, like tiny squirt guns that when you get hit in the back of the neck, they piss you off? He's like, oh, I could grab a ton of those. I was like, make sure you grab a bucket. Let's have a blast. And he just, that was a funny aspect of when I got hit by one of those the first time, I actually was pissed. Oh, really? And I was like, what? Because I forgot that I, like Caleb was bringing them and someone hit me in the back of the <laughs> neck. And I it was like the same thing that I thought of right beforehand. I was like, this is really annoying. Uh, and then it, I turn around and it's Molly Hale. Just standing there all short and whatnot with the biggest <laughs> smile. And I'm like, oh, my God. No way. These water guns are sick. That's amazing. God, she bl- talk about someone who just blended in with our crowd mm-hmm. so well. So Everyone well. was like, no way. She's a mom. I was like, yeah, she has two kids and a husband. Like, they're crushing it. <laughs> Tim. Tim. That was nuts, though. The uh, So when we were originally rolling out the uh, the squirt guns, uh, I just found, like, a random group of girls at a table and just like dumped all of the squirt guns on the tables like hey can you guys help me out <laughs> and then one of them went to the bartender and started filling them all up and then we got the bucket going like and then i left pretty much after that and i came back and we were running the full squirt gun refill operation in the back of the uh, back of the house is impressive it was, it was amazing water guns were loaded and ready oh man yeah it was insane well the, the other crazy aspect was like the uh double decker deal hmm did you guys spend any time in the lower floor? Um, I mean, I would nope. say, I, I don't know, define spending time. Uh, you know what was huge and caught me off guard and wasn't marketed as as, as great as it was, the snacks. Those Cheez-Its, goldfish, and pretzels. Those needed to be in the marketing ads. Damn, you're right. Damn. Next time. Yeah. But those were awesome. I mean, holy cow. It's it's like having popcorn at a bar, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's just puts that right up that next notch. Sweet. You're not the first person that said that, too. There was a handful of people on there like, why didn't like you guys tell everyone that you had pretzels? I was like, what? <laughs> what? He said we got you a drink. <laughs> but everyone, that was actually a huge success. Like, Deck and I, were, they had a, like, a laundry list of stuff that you could have on that were snack-oriented. And we were just like, oh, let's get the hitters. Cheese, it's goldfish, and pretzels. <laughs> the trifecta. Everyone Ducky knows. Cheese. Everyone loves them. <laughs> that was a quick. That was a quick and easy one. I yeah. So so lessons learned. 
definitely market the snacks. Market that there was AC on the lower lower level. Yep, that would that was huge. Definitely for those that were um, faint, feeling faint, mm-hmm. they needed the air conditioning, and the people that were just wanted to sit and have a conversation. There was a it was a quiet area, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't nice spend much time down there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, no. I, right, right in the beginning, I did. I went, I went down, and got like two things: cheeses, yeah, cheeses and goldfish. Yeah, the fact that you were able to like put in boats too, and not just go handfuls, huge, huge, huge. Now the utensils could be improved. You know, like the scoopers, they were like yeah. tongs. <laughs> oh, I just handful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't touch those. This those, is a family atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. They I'm were totally tongs. cool with that. But another favorite part was just like. When we were on the boat, just watching other boats pass by us, yes. you could just see the envy in eyes from that other boat. I loved it. I was pointing at every single person that came past us and just making eye contact, and they had either like a huge smile, like it was the coolest thing they'd ever seen, or just so confused by what was <laughs> going on. Like there's a band on the roof of this boat and just people dressed in flower power, and it was <laughs> so so funny and it was a huge it's we were on a huge boat and fact of matter was like there was a lot of room <laughs> on that boat there was there was the middle section of the upstairs like everyone was packed into the sun so it just looked abandoned and bare in the middle <laughs> and it kind of looked like a, a fallen war story because there was like like flower petals and empty cups and yeah. like flipped over deck chairs couple flip-flops yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was bedlam, dude. And it, what was crazy too is, uh, <laughs> I was just thought it was funny how there were, were people just downstairs, just not even realizing that the band was just going crazy up there. It was just so like there was such a like they were lit. If you were li- able to look at the boat from the side and see like inside and then above, you would see like pe- dudes with shirts off, like going absolutely crazy and underneath, like people just having a really <laughs> nice educated conversation <laughs> i'd be willing to imagine that there was like you, if anyone that was coming by or saw, saw our boat like it was definitely like it had to have been you filtered. could have seen that right it had to have been just displaced popping a little a bit yeah like popping away you <laughs> think so? <laughs> like everyone was just packed in that, that corner, front area packed in that corner yeah which made it way more fun i think that was just we needed the squirt guns i think we would have had a Do you couple think, fallen soldiers yeah the, the water helped do you think if there was more people it would have been harder to have that atmosphere because it could have gotten dangerous of like people pushing towards that open stairwell and like trying to get out into the sun um and then because they would have had to like stay underneath the shade and have like a you couldn't really bounce around that much underneath because it was like a a two feet above your head for like dancing there are all those poles dude yeah imagine how many times you get so i'm curious and from your perspective do you think like if there was more people there it might have the where would the atmosphere gone? And maybe how many more people until you saw like too many? Never too many? That, I mean, I, I thought about that constantly. I, I thought it was like, okay. Well, when, going into it, I was like, when we were getting like the Barstool Gophers and these other ad, like kind of big, you know, venue ad things. And I was just like, we're going to get some interesting people that showing up. I, I do. I mean, I just believe that i think that i thought there was going to be some just like a bunch of people that were just like there to be kind of you know included in something and it was going to be kind of weird but ultimately (laughs) that didn't happen i mean and and we had 
what half of the amount of people that we were really in, intending on getting the boat fit could fit 250 so we wanted to fill it yeah yeah and i just don't imagine like at least from our perspective i mean we, we have such a unique group of friends up here in the cities and it, it did it made the atmosphere it, it made the again everyone was like that portion was just crammed and and beyond that i just i don't know what else you really would have needed um just a smaller boat you know maybe maybe that's all you really needed to do just a smaller boat the people were there it's, it was the quality over the quantity kind of kind of deal i yeah. see that a smaller boat and maybe like not you didn't need that the whole thing covered that was like kind of a i guess it was kind of a bummer when we did, did take that boat tour i was like the whole upstairs is covered besides mm-hmm. it's like a little corner yeah like if we could have put yam house in the middle of the upstairs and not have all those radiators in the way and stuff like that. Yeah. And like created a, like a bowl around them versus like putting, shoving them in the corner. Like that's kind of a bummer, but didn't deteriorate anything. Mm-hmm. It was just what could have been improved. Yeah. Yeah. What about the idea of doing something very similar next year? But, but of course, instead of having one boat, you have, a fleet of boats that everybody else has. And then we all go to like a sandbar mm. and Yam house has a stage there. And then it becomes a normal concert setting where you could either watch from your boat on the sandbar or get out and go and dance in the sand. It's a cool idea. It's cool. I legit at work today. When we were, I was talking with someone else brought up that idea. Like you guys should next year, because I was like already advertising it. I yeah. sent in my work uh, Snapchat group. I said frequency June twentieth, June twentieth, twenty twenty. You already did a countdown yesterday on your Instagram. Yeah, and so from that moment, someone was like, "You you should get like three different boats, and they're all connected to each other. That'd be sweet." So you could like lock, and I'm like, "Yeah, well, we should probably be able to sell out one boat first before that next step." <laughs> but regardless, I mean, that's just I just think that was funny that that was your next idea. Yeah. Just get a fleet. Well, I mean, you just go to like a boat rental company that rents like party barges that have 12, that fit 12 to 15 people per. Then you put a coordination team towards it so that you just book a boats with your friends on each individual barge and then you get like 30 of them. I see the event being planned in your brain right now. Yeah. And then you basically say like, yeah, concerts this time. And then you have the responsible parties for each boat and then you boat there and have a blast thoughts i'm out you're out <laughs> i'm so out on that what do you mean <laughs> i don't like idea. i don't like the idea of like putting people in like groups and like m- like not having everyone in one spot i get like they'll get to the sandbar and stuff yeah that's a lot of moving parts that, that um we wouldn't oversee like we couldn't see oversee all of those boats yeah. getting hit to, like we would have to have people driving them that people we trusted or hired that you have to now you have to pay someone to drive the boat and if you want to do like it almost comes like that that whole thing with like a bus trying to get people from a pregame bar to the boat that we were trying to do now you have to worry about like a bus going back and forth you have to plan in time of people getting to the sand par Mm -hmm. and getting there on time and granted if they've already paid it shouldn't be out of our control it's out of our we shouldn't have to worry about it but i don't give a shit how much money we make on i just want to make sure every single person in that group has the opportunity has to the have the best yeah. time. And I just see it way too... Like, uh, that's way too much coordination. Yes, uh, thoughts. And I gave you the serious answer. I'm out. Yeah, that's fair. I fold. I fold. 
Yeah. I'll gamble somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. I don't, well, I guess I'm just trying to think in terms of like, cause. Is there, is there a boat that can fit 150 people with a, with a roof that's open? Right. That's, that's the main question. Mm -hmm. Cause if you find that, then you're golden. Yeah. Or maybe we just build it. Let's just start building it. Or we buy it. Or we buy it. There's gotta be something. Let's look on Amazon. There's gotta be something, right? Shouldn't be too much. Too shouldn't be too out of the out of the realm. Yeah. But buoyancy. buoyancy, buoyancy, yeah, yeah. Any, any more lessons learned from your guys' perspective? How about the pregame? How how did that go? Did you guys anticipate hosting thirty five people in your house no, beforehand? Not at all. No. I texted the whole house group chat like the I don't know eleven o'clock the night before. I said, "Would it be cool if I had all the Kairos come over for the pregame?" And Steve was like, "It would be encouraged." And I said, "Perfect." Because they were originally going to do one in Bloomington, but I was like, St. Paul's closer, everybody come over. And then we just set it off at the house. Probably had like 30 people over there. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. All yeah. the Kairos, our whole friend group, got the dancing going early. Got yeah. the drinking we got going so early. loud that Old Man Rivers came out at 12 yeah. o'clock. <laughs> a couple couple neighbors came. Yeah, we were, we were playing Beersby, you know, as we do at every, typically any pregame that we do at, at 2016 Goodrich. And Old Man Rivers comes out here twelve oh four. I remember it on the dot because he came out. He said to me, "This is Old Man Rivers is your neighbor, correct? Yep, neighbor right next to us. That and he always just shits on. And he just comes out and looks at me. He's like, "You guys got to keep it down." I just, I just look at my watch. I'm like, "It's twelve oh four p.m. and we are not being loud." And and of course, I respect authority to the utmost that I always possibly can. But man. That was just that was tough. That was a moment. That was a moment of weakness that I had. I did not respect my authority at that time. And I told him, "Listen, you can call the cops. Me and him will have a great time. We'll laugh. We'll say, "Geez, man, he'll wish us a great time. He'll tell you to go back into your house. You're gonna waste his time. Let's just have. Let's just relax, okay? Just go back in your house. Everything was fine after that. But then I guess he did call the cops later that night. Yep." <laughs> Cops came. Yeah. Cops came. Yeah, you guys were over, right? Yeah, yeah. You I, got just, us I just left. I think Deck was there. Didn't even realize yeah. they came. The next had to be told the next day the cops came. Yeah, they rolled up and were just like, uh, "Neighbors are complaining about noise." And I said, "No problem. We'll take it inside." He was like, "Yep, sorry about that." Just you could tell he was just. He's like, "Do I really have to be here right now?" Yeah, I can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. This is ridiculous. Um, but yeah. So you were really that like polite with them because <laughs> you almost put me to sleep with how nice you said that. <laughs> no, that's why I said I was weakened. I was in a weakened state where I was very rude, mm. very rude to him. And old man rivers, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, you guys should send uh Canadian Craig over next time and, <laughs> oh, see, sorry, and have him sorry, workshop it, sorry. have yeah. him workshop it. I think Canadian Craig would crush a, a conversation with that guy. I like I'm a million percent. He's just, I just don't get it, man. What What's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> he crushes every conversation he's ever been a part of. Yeah. That guy needs to be a podcast guest. But I think uh, uh, in terms of other lessons learned, what were we talking about before? We said, like, obviously have a band that you can promote. That's a good idea next time around. And then I would say lock in, like, a beer sponsor. Early. Early. Because yeah. if we get that, dude, that's bags. It's always been the crux of every party that we've thrown. Yeah. We've had kegs. We've had kegs. No one kegs. ever thinks about it. Yeah. $5 beer cup. That's it. Yeah. And this time wasn't at our house, which is kind of nice, to be honest. Amazing. A little more stressful in terms of it being elsewhere. But, but also could wake up in the morning and not have to worry about cleaning a damn thing. Yeah. 
That was amazing. That was so nice. Oh, my God. I'm never throwing a party at my house. Uh, yeah, there's no reason for it. No. No. Well, unless you do Halloween. No, we're getting it we off site. Oh, yeah, that's right. We already got another idea for that. God. Look at us. Look at us guys doing party promotion. Now, now the real question is, is are we going to get more downloads? Yeah, I'm curious. Is this going to translate to downloads? Is this going to translate to downloads? all this time and ad space go to downloads. Because <laughs> that's what we're doing. It. <laughs> that's really what we're I doing. I think we got more cred. We definitely got more interaction on our social pages. Like, they doubled. All interaction on social pages doubled. Yeah. Which is sweet. But, like, is that, do- is that correct? Downloads. We just want downloads. Yeah, we just want downloads. I mean, we did have good downloads for the month of June. We did the numbers and... Well, tripled last year's. We tripled last year's downloads nice. in the month of June. So, I don't know if that has anything to do with Bocella, to be honest. We don't really know. The corpse lost in terms of understanding analytics on downloads. Yeah, we can't track where they're coming from. Yeah. Like, how they how they heard about us. Right. Who, who are they? Who are these downloads? I don't know. Don't know. We know that there's 42% that are in Minnesota. It's usually listening. Coach Rosenthal. He always texts me about it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's always like once in a blue moon. Like, we don't really know who listens. Yeah. I, I hope that we if, when we title this one Bocella Recap that the people that went to Bocella are listening. So welcome. That's good. And then obviously, like, send us your favorite memories. We'd love to hear them. And if we did anything bad, let us know so we can be better. Mm-hmm. So those are all I would say. Other than that, I feel like that's a wrap. We're good in terms of Bocella, dude. Bocella, was, Bocella 19 will be forever remembered. It's phenomenal. Yeah, any last takeaways on Bocella? Anyone want to leave one, one final note? I just want to say my last takeaway is... You didn't really give them time to answer. They were they, no, ahead, they both looked at me like no, they no, wanted no, to... I'm they, just messing. Yeah, they were ready to think about it. <laughs> so, my last... The last thing I want to say is... when like The, the amount of time and effort that we put into it... Um, was awesome and all. And like the reward, awesome. But at the end of the day, the back pocket was just trying to put a, an event together that could bring our community in one spot and have a good time. Like that was, that was the whole purpose of the whole thing. We did 100 weeks of podcasting over two and a half years with 180 episodes, countless hours and time spent into everything else. And we just wanted to bring our friends together and then include other people and have a good time. And when anybody gave me a compliment, I would just tell them, Hey man, we're just messing around, having a fun time. I hope you had the same. And that's, that was my takeaway. And I was just so happy that the pictures and everything like it and talking with everyone that that's that the intention of our party prevailed. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. That's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Anyone, you guys want to add anything to that? Yeah. There, I mean, there was just a portion. So like when we were getting down to the wire and we, of course we were coming to a point where it's like definitely not get, we didn't have as many people as we would have thought we would have. Um, it, it, it kind of got away from my like I, I got away from the thought of like just trying to get all these people here and it was just like listen if you want to be there like if you hear about this and you look at like our, our friend group and you see the guys from the back pocket and you're like you know what I think I would have a great time I want to go to that I wanted you there if you were going to make me try and sell you on it I was just like I don't need to like if you want to be there let's be there I'll, I'll see you there we're going to have a freaking blast if you want me to have to try and sell you on it, man, if, go look what the guys with back pocket are doing. I don't need to sell you on anything there. This is for them. This is a celebration. This is just literally that, like that was it. The other takeaway would be, you know, I mean, we, we're in Minnesota in the summer, difficult 
thing is, is that a lot of people do have cabins weekends. We got to figure out maybe a better, a better date time of the year. I don't, I don't know. That was, that was just my other thought. It was like, you got weddings, you got bachelorette, bachelor parties. There's just like when you, it's, it's a, it's a struggle to uh, win over someone's weekend uh, just because in the summer in Minnesota, they're so limited and especially those really nice days and people take advantage of it. Typically one of those other ways. So, mm-hmm. so maybe we start, I mean, we just got to keep promoting it until next year. Now that we already picked the day, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, when are it's, we really going to learn? We'll have to learn. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, we really only marketed this thing for an entire month. Mm-hmm. We, if you times two it, I don't know how that affects everybody's schedules and bachelor parties, but you know, something to think about. I think people will make note of it next summer for sure. It's mm-hmm. on the list already, but my takeaway, um, just an awesome day. Declan told me like a week before he said, this is going to be your Nirvana. You got all your undergrad best friends. You got all your new chiropractic friends and you get to blend it all in one weekend. And it was incredible. So thank you guys for throwing a great party. Thank you to all the Kairos that came out and got to be a part of the culture. And I just think it's a certainty if you're around this friend group, you're just going to be a part of setting the dance floor on fire, which was a blast to do. And, um, yeah, man. It was a great time. Thank you, boys. Thank you. No problem. The dance floor, man. The dance the floor, dance floor is so electric. So <laughs> oh, my God. Every time. Um, well, damn. Thanks, boys. That was phenomenal. Um, are we going to do average quality? What do we learn? Yeah, I didn't think we really needed to. What are we at right now? Almost an hour. Oh, wow. Dude, we're, we're good at this podcasting stuff. Um, but, yeah, I I think, like I always say, like as stressful as it is putting these things together, it the reward is always there and because and the reward is always it's like those experiences that you can spend time with your friends jonah stillman talked about it on uh the podcast coming up on monday and he said that gen like he studies gen z um his book's on the table right there he talks about how gen z would much rather spend money on experiences rather than tangible items because when you go to an experience that you spend uh, like for our sake 45 or 60 dollars on you now can go to that, have a blast with the people that you love, and then document that, dude. We had people taking pictures. You have Snapchat videos, Instagrams, all kinds of stuff that when next year comes around or when six months comes around and Snapchat reminds you, like, hey, remember this day? You can now remember that day forever. And I think it's amazing that, like, we all got to spend time with each other in 95-degree weather in the solitude of the Mississippi River with Yamhouse playing. Dressed as goofballs. Just dressed as absolute morons. <laughs> absolute morons. And that's that's what I love. So, And I wouldn't w- rather do it with anybody else than I love than the, mm-hmm. the three of you guys right here and then everybody else that was there. Because so. at the end of the day, the, the crux of it all is we're just throwing a good time for our friends. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. The, party, <laughs> the parties have never changed. The parties have never changed They've and never, never will change. Absolutely. And I love, I love how much you guys support us and I love how much we support each other. Just with everything. This yeah. is this is a stressful month, but a, a month that I'll remember forever. I feel like a new so, man. I feel like a new man. <laughs> like <laughs> every day. Netting fifty dollars will never feel as great as it did. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> netting fifty dollars. Yeah. It's going towards a new mic so that Mark can actually. Well, both of you guys can just have, have sit comfortably. Have, sit comfortably. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, the back end show. Uh, preview for next week we have jonah stillman on monday we have ian delaney deloney deloney on tuesday and then we'll get back to normal back end show with our man uh ty webb ty webb 
Or are we doing Jack Burke? It, oh, it is Jack Burke. Jack are we Burke. Record on Sunday. Are we gonna? Yeah, we'll have to record on Sunday, and we're gonna do with Jack Burke, which he's been up to some things. Yeah, we're gonna have to, we're have to unpack that. Absolutely. So, but we'll leave you on that, that note. Until then, every day we have a chance to win. That's all I gotta say. Take care. We won. Take care. <laughs>